I'm, I'm going to be talking with Zach Jacobs, who is uh, attending a meeting of the CropLife America uh, Rise Association, that, uh, but he's here uh, representing the agriculture future of America. And so uh, Zach uh, was uh, involved in, in the meeting today, talking about their organization and what they do, and I just thought it would be a good chance to, to talk to somebody who is going to be part of the future of farming, which is uh, a big deal. So, <laughs> so Zach, tell me, how how'd you get into the farming thing? Did you come from a farm family? I did not, so I have a little bit of a different story. Um, yeah. First of all, thanks for having me, but I uh, grew up in a, in a small town uh, in Virginia, but got involved in my local FFA chapter, okay. and uh, really our FFA chapter had a facility that students who did not grow up on a farm could house animals there if they wanted to raise market animals for the annual show and sale. And so I had the opportunity to do so, and throughout school I showed cattle, sheep, and swine um, every, every year really learning valuable skills. I had to take out a loan from Farm Credit's youth loan program and I credited my feet at the local co-op and then paid all those back after selling my animals. So taught me a lot there and, and yeah. that's when I knew that I wanted to be involved in this industry and knew that even though I didn't have a farm to go back to or even came from one, I knew that I could uh, work to make a difference uh, for the agriculture industry and for the producers. That's great. So do you think you will actually down the road have a farm or more work kind of in this in the associated industry I definitely want to be able to farm uh, one day I I fell in love with it as a as a kid you know showing livestock and so really want to have the opportunity to do so I got my brothers who are um, identical twins and they're much younger than I am so they're about 12 so they just started their time in FFA and so they really enjoy the FFA and, and I've got them to show in livestock as well so they um, hopefully it'll be a family affair one day. One day, that'll be great. <laughs> uh, so are there very many people like you that kind of came from the outside that are interested in farming down the road? You know I think our industry as a whole is, is moving towards individuals who did not come from a farm. You know, it's a small percentage of, of family farms in or farmers in the United States now right. um, in general. And so I think that there are a lot of students who aren't coming directly from the industry, um, you know, as a, as a child, but finding their way quickly to the farms and, and, and quickly to our industry to, to help make a difference. So I think that in time, um, we're definitely going to have some, some individuals who um, like myself, had to learn a lot in order to, to understand the industry. But I think in the end, they're going to be some of the most educated individuals because they are dedicated enough to want to take time to learn about the industry. It's true. They didn't just sort of assume that they knew it because they grew up there or something like that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That, that's probably good. Well, that that's interesting. So what kind of farm would you like to have? I, would you like to be on animal production side? I not? do, yeah. I, I've worked, so throughout college I've had several internships and those have been in the crop sector and I like that a lot. Um, but there's just something about raising raising cattle and and um, pigs and, and sheep that I just, I've, I find really fascinating. I work at Virginia Tech where I go to school. I work on the sheep farm there and so, um, you know, Every, every morning going to feed the the sheep and then during lambing season you know helping helping to bring the new life into into the industry too and, and there's just something about that that I truly enjoy and and am passionate about that's good because you know I think 
when you look at farming and how hard it is and how it can be kind of high risk and the rewards are not gigantic or anything, the people that do it, it it's got to be because they love it. Absolutely. Some level, right? Absolutely. And I think the, the quote that, that comes to mind when I think of agriculture is, if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. And uh, that just stands so true. I can remember in school, you know, getting up early before before class, before I had to be at high school and, and going to the barn and working my animals in the morning and, and feeding them and then going right back to the barn right after school to continue working with them. Um, there's just not a, not a better feeling to me than being in the barn. That's great. And I, I think for somebody like you, you know, to ever actually get into it, probably would have to start with rented land or something and because where in the world would you come up with the money for a you know to buy a place no kidding at yeah. acreage prices these days <laughs> but those uh, as i talk about in one of my other um, podcasts a huge proportion of the land is rented and it's it's actually a logical way for people to get into it you, you don't need that risk of a big mortgage if uh, you know say there was a trade war or something <laughs> hmm, seems relevant <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so uh that's good so what, what are you studying at, at virginia i study uh agribusiness management and national security and foreign affairs oh wow yes sir so i'll be i'll be graduating in may of 2019 great Wow, that, that's quite the combination. <laughs> most people, that's the reaction I get from most people. But when you think about it, um, kind of a hot topic these days is ag agricultural terrorism. So, you know, hurting hurting nations' food supplies or biosecurity when it comes to uh, bird flu or, um, you know, diseases in, in other animals. It's a, it's an important aspect to think about because if... If there ever was a time of a, of a war, a biological war, you know, these agriculture and, and security are intertwined because if you, if you don't have food, you can't survive. You can't be a sustainable, um, yeah. sustainable nation. And so I think it's, it's a really important aspect, but I also like it because it has allowed me to, on my campus, share agriculture with some of the students in the liberal arts college who don't understand what, what agriculture is. So it gives me another opportunity to be an advocate for the industry. And ultimately it's what I want to do upon graduation. That's good. So you get into some interesting conversations with people about it? Absolutely. And my professors, honestly, they, they enjoy the perspective that I bring to the table because it's not the typical uh, political science major um, you know, ideal or value that when I when I write a paper or when I bring it up in my classes, and uh, they they really enjoy that that I'm passionate about it and that I'm also willing to to meet meet the people where they're at, meet consumers where they're at, and help them understand the industry as a whole. No, that that'd be good because then I think you would have a credibility in those discussions with people at your age that you know somebody like me they. they might not. Yeah, absolutely. It wouldn't be the same. <laughs> so that's really good. Well, I, I mean, I'm a little like you in that I got involved in agriculture, not in the farming side of it, but in, in the technology side, but I didn't grow up on a farm or anything. Absolutely. It, this industry, it, it blows my mind every day how many different facets of the industry that there are yeah. and how many different individuals we need. So at Agriculture Future of America, our, our conference, we have a, a big conference in 
November every year, and this year our theme for our conference is, is Fuse Better Together. And so we talk about the, the fusion happening in the industry. It doesn't matter whether you are a certified organic farm or whether you um, – you know, are a dairy farmer or you produce almonds in California, whatever, whatever it may look like, or if you're even in the laboratory coming up with new technology, you're, you're an integral part to this industry and to, um, the future and sustainability of our, of our world. And so, uh, agriculture, um, can and will hold true to the values of, of the nation and, and the world's. Yeah. I, I think that's one thing that, you know, the people who don't actually know anybody in agriculture, I think there's this tendency to imagine that somehow farmers don't have the same kind of basic values that, um, you know, the rest of society has, you know, about environment and sustainability and everything. And that's never been my experience with actual people actually involved, you know, and, and like with the animals, you know, the animal rights people try to paint um, animal agriculture as some kind of cruel thing, whereas sounds like you like it. I absolutely. The last thing you want to do is, is abuse them. Absolutely. There are so many misconceptions in agriculture uh, in today's society, and I think that, one, it's partly our fault as an industry, is, is we didn't educate enough soon, uh, soon as, you know, mm-hmm. as quickly as we should have. And so I think that by taking strides now to to really move boldly forward in in the actions of of educating the consumer public about our industry and and sharing those real stories because in my opinion I've never met a more dedicated individual than a farmer because to receive the minimal rewards that they do receive in the industry and still get up every morning before the sun and go to bed after the sun sets is uh, truly remarkable and and I think farmers and agriculturalists as a whole are some of the most humble individuals that I have had the chance to work with, and I am extremely thankful for that. I, I would agree with you, and, and it doesn't matter whether they have a small local vegetable farm or 10,000 acres of wheat and corn and soy. You know, it's 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 the same kind of people. Absolutely. Know? Yeah. Um, but, yes, there is a real independent streak that, you know, that's why I particularly appreciate that there are a bunch of people um, that are actual farmers that will do blogging because they can speak to things in a way that, you know, somebody like me can't, you know, because... Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I, I love listening to, to see farmers' stories, and there's actually a, a girl um, at Virginia Tech who is now a blogger but blogs about farmers, and so she talks to the farmers and, and gets their experiences, and, and I love to read that. And, and one of my good friends also, she has a dairy farm that ended up selling out years ago um before the milk prices dropped the first you know for the first time really and they have now turned it their farm into an agritourism opportunity so they have a farm brewery but they also do um tours for their local elementary schools around the area and and it has been remarkable to learn about their family's um progress you know despite Despite having to sell out of, a, of an industry that they loved, they found a way to continue to improve the, the operation that they had, but also improve the lives of others by helping them understand uh, what, a, what farming actually looks like. No, I think that the agritourism thing is, is great just because, you know, it's for 98, 99% of the population, they would not normally ever get to experience it at all. and. Uh, you know, people sort of think 
food happens on a grocery shelf, and that, that's not how it works. You're exactly right. <laughs> you are exactly right. Yeah. Um, so that, that's cool. Well, I, I really appreciate the chance to get to know you here and uh, look forward to, to hearing about uh, your, your success as a farmer. Thank you so much. I really appreciate the uh, opportunity. Thanks very much, Zach. You can follow me on Twitter at GrapeDoc, at G-R-A-P-E-D-O-C, and visit my blog at www.popagriculture.com.